Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club and owner of Go Forth Golf Instruction. Really excited about this episode I'm going to bring to you. I'm going to talk about a couple of really important topics, something that's going to help you lower your scores. Of course, that's what I, my ultimate goal here is to help you lower your scores and have more fun. But what I want to talk to you about today is how to hit the sweet spot on your clubs a lot easier. I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that and how that's going to benefit your game. And then also how to hit your wedge shots closer to the pin. That's something everybody wants to do. Hit the sweet spot of the club and hit your wedge shots closer to the pin. Both are going to lower your scores and it help you have a more enjoyable time out there. So I'm going to give you some tips on how to hit those wedge shots closer because I really feel like that's something that's greatly underestimated or overlooked by a lot of golfers, the importance of your wedges and how that can really lower the scores if you can really fine-tune those wedges and get them closer to the pin. You'll be absolutely amazed and shocked. And I know you, you may be listening to this and saying, hey, my wedge game is terrible. I've got to improve this. I cannot wait to listen to this episode. Or you may be listening to this and saying, Listen, I hit my wedge shots really good. I hit them tight. I'm the most confident part of my game. I'm just going to skip over this. I highly encourage you not to do that because you never know. I may say something that may spark something you didn't think about and maybe help you to hit those wedge shots even closer, if not maybe even hold it out. So definitely don't want to bypass any part of this episode because I know it's going to help you a lot. But before we get into episode number 32, let me highlight a little bit of what's going on on the PGA Tour, like I've done in previous episodes. Since my last episode, Taylor Gooch won the RSM Classic. Taylor Gooch. How can you not smile when you hear the name Gooch? I mean, I you know, that's an awesome name. I love Taylor Gooch. I love that name, and uh, it's something that, you know, I can just hear it being echoed throughout the golf course whenever he makes a putt. Gooch. I love that name. So, yeah, Taylor Gooch, the winner of the RSM Classic down at Sea Island Golf Club. Again, I like this kid. I think he's got a terrific game and can go a long way this year. I'm going to pull up the latest FedEx Cup standings as of this recording. All right, looking at number nine, tied for ninth, Lucas Herbert and Rory. Again, tied for ninth. Number eight, Jason Kokrak. Number seven, Matthew Wolf. Number six is Max Homa. Number five is Victor Hovland. Number four is Hideki Matsuyama. Number three is Sung J.M. Number two, Sam Burns falls down from that number one spot because guess what? Gooch took over the number one ranking. He was 14th last week propelled himself all the way up to the top of the FedEx Cup standings. He's actually played in six events this year. If you look at that, go to the PGATour.com website. You can see the, the full listing of the FedEx Cup standings. But, yeah, he's played in six events, and uh, more than anybody else there in the top ten, that's certainly going to help his calls to be number one. So congrats to Taylor Gooch for taking over that number one spot in the FedEx Cup standings. I'm going to pull up the tournament schedule going forward here. 
I had mentioned to you they're going to take a little bit of break on my last episode, but there are a couple of uh, tournaments that are going to take place uh, coming up the week of December 2nd through the 5th. You got the Hero World Challenge. December 10th through the 12th, you got the QBE Shootout, and then they're going to take a break and go into the Century Tournament of Champions out at Kapalua, January 6th through the 9th. So I misspoke a little bit in my last episode. We do have a couple more tournaments in there sprinkled in there before that break, and then you got the Century Tournament of Champions. So cannot wait for 2022 schedule. It's going to be really, really good. You got the Sony Open after that, the American Express, the Farmers Insurance Open, the AT&T Pebble Beach, and they're really just kicking it off. Waste Management after that, the Genesis Invitational, the Honda Classic, and so forth. So that typical schedule, the first of the year, some really exciting tournaments on the West Coast preparing us for, guess what, the Masters that's going to take place in the spring as always. So buckle up. I think we're going to have a really, really good PGA Tour season. And can't wait to see who is going to prevail. What new names are we going to see, like Taylor Gooch, for example, on what are the veterans going to do? How are they going to fare this season? Is Rory going to make a, a really good stand this year? Are we going to see Tiger again this year? Man, I really hope so. That would be awesome, fantastic. So we'll see. All right, so without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 32. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products, allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure on Main. You won't regret it. Hitting the sweet spot on your clubs is desirable by everybody. I don't care who you are. We always want to hit that ball off the sweet spot, which is the center of that club face, because there are so many benefits. And before I jump into how you can hit the ball off the center of the club face easier, let's talk about why it's important. Well, first of all, if you're hitting the ball off the center of the club face or in this sweet spot, you're going to get more distance, number one, because you're going to get 100% energy transfer off the center of the club face. Just think about taking a hammer to a nail. I mean, if you're hitting that nail dead center of that hammer, you're going to get 100% energy transfer. You're going to get that nail into that piece of wood a lot straighter, a lot faster.
faster because you're hitting it flush. If you're hitting your golf shots off the toe or off the heel, you're not going to get as much of that energy transfer off that club face to the golf ball. It's going to reduce your ball speeds, thus reducing your distance. So more energy transfer, more distance. Also, if you're hitting it um, off the center of the club face, you're going to have less head twisting, or it's also referred to as gear effect, and that's that twisting of the head if you hit your ball off the toe or off the heel. Certainly, there are drivers out there now that are a little bit more forgiving on that toe or heel miss hit, but you're still going to see that head twisting. You're still going to see that gear effect when you do not hit the ball off the center of the club face. So what you have to think about is if you're hitting that ball off the toe of the club, you're going to be more prone to hit a hook. And if you're going to hit that ball off the heel of the golf club, you're going to be more prone to a slice. So if we can hit the sweet spot, less hooking, less slicing. So I wanted to explain that to you as to why do we need to hit the ball off the center of the club face. Most of you know this, but when you kind of know what that's going to do for you or not do for you, then you kind of buy in a little bit more. It perks up the ears. And it's like, okay, all right, I, I get that. Now let me listen and figure out what do I need to do to make that better. And that's what I'm going to get into right now. So get ready to take some notes. I'm going to give you some tips on how to hit the sweet spot of your golf clubs. All right, so I'm going to break this down. I'm going to give you several tips. So that's why I wanted you to take notes. You can always go back and listen. I would never give you this this much information if I had a one-on-one golf lesson with you. So don't misunderstand me. When you're hearing this podcast, I like to throw a lot of stuff at you because you can go back and listen at your convenience over and over and over again or take the notes like I always encourage you to do. So I'm going to jump into the first thing that you need to do to help you hit the ball off the center of the club face. And that is, I want you to have less chest turn through impact. And I would really like to see you have more hip turn through the impact zone. If you're turning the chest too much or if you're turning it too soon, it's going to cause your left shoulder, if you're a right-handed golfer, to open up to your target too soon. And then when this happens, it's causing that club head to move towards your body and it's going to cause a toe miss hit. Let's imagine your chest is turning a little too soon your left shoulder is opening up to the target too soon what's going to happen there is your hands are going to move along with that your hands are going to move closer to your body and it's going to cause that toe hit and so when your arms are moving towards your body they're not going to be extending towards the golf ball and if they're extending towards the golf ball you're going to have a better chance of hitting the ball off the sweet spot so again really incorporate more hip turn through impact and less chest turn and this will help eliminate a toe miss hit Second thing I want to point out to you is to reduce your body sway or your body movement. It's really difficult to find the low point of your downswing so that you hit the ball off the sweet spot if your body is swaying left and swaying right. So I see a lot of golfers when they set up to a golf ball and they make their takeaway immediately, their body and their head sway to the right of that golf ball. And then sometimes they they time it and get back to the golf ball in their downswing. Sometimes they don't. And so if they don't, that low point is behind the golf ball and you're going to have a really difficult time finding the sweet spot of the golf club. So you really want to reduce the body sway left and right through impact. Try to keep your swing axis, which is the center of your chest or the buttons of your shirt. You want to keep that over the golf ball and just learn to rotate around that. I'm going to give you some drills here at the end that's going to help you with this. But just really trying to emphasize more body rotation 
around your swing axis as opposed to body swaying left or swaying to the right. All right, so I mentioned less swaying left or right. Same thing applies to your body moving up and moving down too much. You don't want your head on your backswing to move upward. I see that quite often. So you're making a backswing, the club goes to the top of the backswing, and the head moves up with the golf club. Or as you're making a downswing, your body is moving downward as the club's coming down, and you're coming out of position. You're losing that body posture. I also see a situation where golfers will come down with the golf club and then their body is also going upward as the club's coming downward. Now, lifting up on the downswing would be referred to as an early hip extension. Your hips are moving towards the golf ball as opposed to rotating towards the target like I mentioned in that first tip. So not only will turning your hips help you hit the ball off the sweet spot better, getting the chest out of it so much, but it's also going to help you maintain your spine angle better and not have that early hip extension. Again, body's coming upward, and that's going to cause you to miss hit that club on the face. So again, really want to emphasize not so much movement upwards and downwards in the golf swing. Keep that head level, that swing axis. Again, the buttons of your shirt needs to stay right where it is at your setup position. All you're doing is rotating around that point. Next thing I want you to focus on is committing to your finish position. This is something that I really teach a lot. So if you've taken a lesson from me in the past or recently, you know how much I emphasize the finish position. The reason why I do this is it's going to ensure that you're, swing, that you're swinging through the ball rather than hitting at the ball. And we've all been victim of that, right? We've, we've kind of gotten over the golf ball. We see that, that golf ball sitting there, and we want to hit at it as opposed to swinging at it. But also the finish position is going to ensure balance and it's also going to ensure extension of your arms through impact because when you're swinging to a finish position, your body and arms can kind of, ex your arms can kind of extend themselves to the golf ball a lot easier. So when you've taken a lesson from me and you've heard me talk about the finish position, it's ensuring four key factors in the golf swing and that's body rotation, weight shift, balance and a good tempo so if you can swing to a finished position and hold it you've clearly rotated your body your weight's going to shift to your left side or target side you're holding it so that means you're balanced and you're going to swing at a tempo that's going to allow you to do that so really commit to your finished position this will help tremendously on hitting that ball off the center of the club face Next point of emphasis I want to make as far as hitting the ball off the sweet spot is going to be the proper club path. So if you're bringing that club too far to the inside on your downswing, it's going to cause you to hit the ball off the toe. And opposite of that, if you're casting that club outside to end, if the club's getting too far outside to inside on your downswing path, that's going to cause a heel hit. So again, something I've emphasized in golf lessons keeping that club close to the target line. It's okay if it gets a little bit under, a little bit over. It depends on what kind of shot shape you're trying to hit. If you're trying to hit a draw or if you're trying to hit a fade. But we want to try to keep that club as close to that target line as we possibly can. And there's drills that I would give you during a lesson that would help you with that. Good visuals I'll lay out on the ground to help you see that target line. Video analysis as well to kind of see where you need to keep the golf club and what is 
that proper path? What is that target line path? I can explain that a little bit more to you in a golf lesson. But the path is so important because we see it get off plane a lot, don't we? We we come too far to the inside because somebody told us that if you want to hit a draw, you got to come way to the inside. And then we end up hitting, hitting it off the toe. And then, unfortunately, we have that little cast, that little fishing motion over the top. And uh, our, our shoulders and arms are initiating a downswing before the lower body kicks in, causes the club to get outside the end. And then there's your heel hit. So proper club path is crucial to hit the ball off the sweet spot. And finally, as simple as it may sound, it's important. Get properly fit for your golf clubs, and this is going to help you hit the ball off the sweet spot. If you are playing with clubs that are too short for you, it's going to be difficult, right, to hit the ball where we want to. And also, if you're playing with clubs that are too long for you, you're going to have that effect as well. So go get properly fit for golf clubs to help you catch that ball off the sweet spot because the last thing you want to do is try to adapt your golf swing to improperly fit or poorly fit golf equipment. And I see a lot of golfers go out and they just grab something off the shelf or they buy it online without taking the time to go see a licensed, educated fitter to help them. Because having those properly fitted clubs will really help you do everything that I've mentioned previously. It's going to help you with your body rotation. It's going to help you get to your finish position better. It's going to help you get that club on the right path so much easier. So I highly encourage you, if you have not done so, go out there and get fitted. Even if you have done so, and it's been years since you got a, you have, you've had a club fitting, I would encourage you to go get refit because a lot of times the swing changes, doesn't it? And especially if you've gotten golf lessons. So go out there, look for a good licensed fitter to help you with that. In this area, there are a lot of fitters upstate of South Carolina, a lot of really good club fitters out there. You have the experts at Golf Galaxy. You have Club Champion. You have Bypass Golf if you're ever in Spartanburg. That's just to name a few. So go out there, research it in your area, find a good club fitter, get those clubs properly fit for you so you can find that sweet spot so much easier. So I've talked about six things there that can really help you catch that sweet spot of the golf club. Now let me tell you about some drills. Follow along with me best you can on this. It's hard to describe without actually seeing you and being there in person with you. Again, I can go over this kind of stuff in a golf lesson with you. But one of the drills that I really like is if you're a right-handed golfer, you're going to take your right foot, you're going to put it behind your left foot. So you're going to get your feet close together. Just take your right foot, place it behind your left foot like you're in a line with one another, and just make some practice swings trying to maintain your balance and trying to maintain your posture position. And when you're doing these practice swings, focus on sweeping the grass and then focus on staying balanced. In doing so, what this drill is doing for you is getting you to rotate your body better and it's going to reduce that swaying motion that I mentioned to you earlier. And also it's going to help reduce that lifting up and down during the golf swing. Another drill that I've given out to a lot of golfers, you can actually find this one on my YouTube channel, Go Forth Golf Instruction, and that's the club on chest drill. So go out there, go to my YouTube channel, you'll see how to strike the ball better. Look at that drill, look at that video, and do that club on chest drill because it's going to really help you maintain your posture position because you're trying to get each end of the club pointing downward on the backswing and the downswing. And it just helps you stay centered over the golf ball so you don't lift up and down and left to right. And then finally, 
putting the feet close together. Make sure they're touching and just swing easy. Easy swings. This is going to really put the emphasis on proper body rotation and balance as well. So get your feet close together. Take your left foot, put it behind the right one. If you're a right-handed golfer, make some practice swings. Club on chest drill. And just a simple drill of getting your feet together or touching and make some really easy swings, putting the emphasis on body rotation and balance. Balance is one of the key factors in this whole thing. If you go back and listen to this again, you can hear me say balance several, several times. It is the key to this whole entire thing. I teach this so much in a golf lesson. It's a very common flaw in the golf swing. The reason why touring professionals are so much more accurate than amateurs is because they possess far more balance in their golf swing than anybody else swinging a golf club. So really go out there, put your emphasis on balance, do these drills I've mentioned, emphasize these points that I've mentioned to you today, and I can promise you, you're going to hit some really flush golf shots. You're going to take advantage of that fantastic golf equipment you may already have and the feeling that you have when that ball comes off the center of the club face. There's no better feeling out there, as you know, than how the ball feels when it strikes the center of the club face. So good luck to you. I know this is going to help you. Go out there, put in the work, and if I see you in the golf shop, let me know how this is working for you or give me a call. Shoot me an email. Again, sgoforth at pga.com. Let me know how this is working for you. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me or set up a golf lesson. Would love to see you. Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> you got to love that! Woo! It's desired by everyone who plays this wonderful game of golf to hit wedge shots closer to the pin. That's what I want to help you with today. Whether the wedge shot is going to be your second, your third, your fourth shot, we've got to get that golf ball closer to the hole in order to make that putt and lower your scores. So I'm going to recommend some tips that will most definitely help you hit your wedge shots closer to the pin give you fewer putts, and going to give you lower scores. So as I mentioned in my previous segment about how to hit the sweet spot of the golf club, take some notes. Go back and listen to this as many times as you need to so that it helps you improve this area of your game. Wedges are super important, and I'm going to make them better for you. So get ready to take some notes on how to hit those wedge shots closer to the pin. <clears throat> It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. All right, first point I want to give you, and this is something I see a lot, is golfers will not commit to the golf shot when they have a wedge in their hand, meaning they decelerate into the golf ball. There's something about being closer to the green. You know you're not supposed to hit it as far as you would your driver or your mid-iron, and golfers get a little tentative. Also, I think it has something to do with you're getting closer to the green and golfers will start hitting at the ball instead of swinging at it. And they just get really nervous and they they tighten up. And that, and that may be you. I may be describing you right now. And if I am, it's not uncommon. So don't beat yourself up over that. But we got to get you to commit to that wedge shot. So accelerate through the shot, not decelerate. And you're going to control the distance that that ball goes with the wedge by the loft that you're using on that wedge and the distance you're taking that club back or the overall arc of that golf swing. So 
Don't be afraid to commit to it. Accelerate through your golf shot. Give yourself a chance of getting it to the hole because there's nothing worse than to leave it short. If I have a student coming to me and they're blading shots over the green, at least I know they're committing to it, and I like that. I mean, that, that's a positive thing that's, that's happening in their golf shot. So I just work on their technique. I work on improving their contact a little bit better, but I don't have to teach them how to commit to it. I don't have to teach them to accelerate through it. They're already doing it. So again, accelerate, commit to the shot in order to give yourself success and get that ball closer to the pin. Condensing your golf swing with your wedges is really important. I've worked with several golfers who take a really elongated golf swing. They take that golf club or that wedge well over their head, almost parallel to the target line. And I like to try to teach golfers to just get the golf club, get that wedge pointing to the sky on your backswing and get that club head pointing to the sky on your follow-through. Almost like you're standing there and holding an umbrella. You would hold the umbrella straight up in the air in order to keep the rain off of you. So make a backswing, get the club face pointing to the sky on your backswing, go through, accelerate like I mentioned earlier, and then get the club head pointing to the sky on your follow-through. Just keeping that swing condensed like that is going to make it more air-free. You, you're going to have a better chance of hitting it off the center of the club face, like I mentioned in my earlier points, but also to give you less room for air in the golf swing in terms of the swing plane, things like that. So condense it up. I'd rather see you take more club, like, hey, if you're in, within a 56-degree range, maybe you go with a 50-degree or 52-degree and just condense that swing down a little bit to give yourself uh, less room for air. Uh, so nothing wrong with taking more club and lesser swing if that's going to give you more control. Next point I want to make to you is try to flight the ball down. A lot of golfers will get the ball flight too high. And when you get the ball high into the air like that, you're going to lose control over it. The, the lower that golf ball can be, the more control you have over its flight. It's like a chip shot or a putt. You have more control over that golf ball, the lower it is to the ground, get it rolling, than you do when you throw it in the air. There's just a lot of variables you have to consider there. How far do you need to land it? And then how much is it going to roll out when it lands? There's just a lot of guesswork going on there. In the short game, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, you want to evaluate it in the order of putt it, chip it, or pitch it. Of course, we're talking about hitting wedge shots closer here, more of a full range shot. So we're talking about a pitch shot. But hitting a wedge shot closer means deciding between a chip shot and a pitch shot as well. So you want to chip that ball every chance you can and then go to your pitch shot as a last alternative. And obviously, you have to go to that pitch shot if you're going up to an elevated green or you're going over something with that golf ball. But try your best, flight it down, and that's something I would go over with you in a golf lesson. How do we position the golf ball? How do we position the golf club and our weight uh, at the setup position in order to encourage that lower ball flight? Obviously, if you want to control the flight on the ball, that can be controlled by your follow-through. Somebody asked Tiger once, and I think I mentioned this in a past podcast as well, they asked Tiger, how do you hit that low stinger? And he said, well, if, if I want the ball to go low, I finish low. And if I want the ball to go higher, I finish higher. So take that mentality into your wedge shot approach. Flatten it down, finish lower. Maybe you have that ball back in your stance. Maybe it's in the middle. Uh, it depends on the loft of the wedge as well. So 
really work on that, experiment with flattening the ball down. I, I know for a fact you're going to see a lot more control, and obviously that control is going to give you a better opportunity to get your wedge shot closer to the pin. All right, this tip is super important, and this is something that I really heavily emphasize to a student when I'm teaching them how to hit a wedge shot, and that's tempo. I see golfers being very fast, or they're hitting at the golf ball instead of swinging at the ball. So their their downswing is tremendously outracing their backswing. Now, I don't want you to confuse that with what I said earlier. I said I wanted you to commit to the shot. I wanted you to accelerate through the shot. Yes, I do. However, that's going to be controlled by your acceleration is going to be controlled by the length of your arc, right? So the longer the arc, the, the more club head speed committing to it, not decelerating. So having a good tempo is important because you want to swing at the ball, not hit at the ball, almost like chopping at the ball at impact. So I'll try to teach a student to have like that one, two, one tempo. A full swing would be more like one, two, three, one. Get in the address position, put the golf club behind the golf ball, count one, one thousand, two, one thousand, one, and then that should produce a really good tempo. So again, one, two, one, and that's encouraging that acceleration as well. Tempo is something that you can do in a practice swing. So take some practice swings to help with this. Feel that rhythm, feel that tempo, but it also is gonna the practice swing is also gonna help you with adjusting to the lie that you have in front of you, whether you're on a side hill, downhill, uphill lie. Make sure your feet are underneath you and you're balanced when you're taking those practice swings. That way it'll help you when you actually get over the ball and perform the shot. Don't underestimate the importance of a good tempo. It's super important if you want to start hitting those wedge shots closer to the pin. And it's something that's drastically overlooked by so many golfers. Finally, if you want to hit those wedge shots closer, let's make sure you have the proper equipment in your hand. What I mean by that is bounce on the wedge. Are you playing the correct bounce? Are you playing something that's low bounce? Are you playing something that's high bounce and you need something different than that? Go back and listen to episode six. I talk about or explain the bounce on the wedge and, and what that's going to do to your ball contact and how it's going to help you improve your wedge game. So again, go back and listen to episode six. I dive a whole lot deeper into what bounce is and how it can help you. But bounce on the wedge again, is overlooked by a lot of golfers and it's something you need to really emphasize or think about and educate yourself on if you're not too knowledgeable about what bounce is. If you do know what bounce is all about, then maybe you need to evaluate where you are with your wedges and the bounce on those wedges because your game could have changed since the last time you bought those wedges. Maybe you've been working on your game, improving things. You're coming in at a little steeper angle of attack or more shallower angle of attack. And again, that's going to affect what bounce number you go with. But it's also not just about the bounce on the wedges. It's about the actual wedge itself. Maybe you need a wedge that creates more spin, or maybe you need one that creates less spin on the golf ball. So the groove technology on certain wedges is extremely fascinating. And it could also boil down to the shape of that wedge as well. So confidence, as you know, is so important. If you're looking down at a wedge and you don't like the way that thing looks, you're, you may have a difficult time being consistent with it or making the contact you want to make with it because that confidence factor isn't there. And just the opposite of that, you look down at the wedge, it looks really good to you at setup position. You're going to be more prone to put a really good golf swing on that golf ball because you're confident in your golf equipment. 
So go out there, research wedges, figure out which one may be best for you in terms of a manufacturer. Also the bounce, again, goes back to what I mentioned in my previous tips about finding the sweet spot is go find a fitter. Find someone that can really help you and educate you on the best possible wedge. Also, your local PGA professional can help you with that as well. If you're taking lessons from me or if you interact with me on a daily basis, or even if you don't, shoot me an email like I said earlier. If you need my advice on that, please ask. I can talk to you more about that, and we can really help dial in the wedges that will be best for your game. So in summary, to hit those wedge shots closer to the hole, I want you to commit to the shot, accelerate, don't decelerate. Let's condense that golf swing, flight the ball down, or know when you need to go with a chip shot or a pitch shot. Flighting the ball down is going to give you more control. Produce a good tempo. Make some practice swings to help with this, and also make those practice swings to help adjust yourself to the lie that's underneath you. And then look into the proper equipment. Look into the right bounce for your wedge to help you feel more confident and improve the consistency of your golf shot. Good luck to you. I know these tips are going to help you. If you have any questions at all, again, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can look me up on social media. It's GoForth Golf Instruction on Facebook and Twitter. It's sgoforth underscore PGA on Instagram. Or you can shoot me an email at sgoforth at pga.com. You can also give me a call out at Cross Creek Golf Club. I'll be happy to talk to you about anything I've discussed in this podcast. Good luck and start hitting those wedge shots closer to the pin and lowering those scores. Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it, working it. Congratulations, my friend. You have completed yet another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. I greatly, greatly appreciate you taking the time to hit that play button no matter where you are. And no matter what you were doing, you did not have to do that. So thank you. Thank you so much. Please help me spread the word about the podcast. Tell other people you know that you think may benefit from some of the things I'm talking about, some of the interviews that I'm doing, and just enjoy it and enjoy the game more. That's the whole purpose of the podcast is to grow the game of golf and to educate people and inspire golfers and to motivate you. So I hope that's what I'm doing. Share this podcast on your social media pages. Tag me in it. In doing so, I'm going to put you in a drawing for a free dozen tailor-made golf balls just by sharing the podcast out there. It's all you have to do. But tag me in it, go forth golf instruction, and you will be entered into that drawing. If you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me a five-star rating on the Apple platform. It just puts more eyes on the podcast uh, from that Apple platform. And if you feel like I deserve it as well, give me a good review out there. That also helps put more eyes on the podcast. It's tremendously appreciated. My next episode is going to drop on Wednesday, December 15th. That is the third Wednesday of the month. Remember, the podcast drops every first and third Wednesday of the month. I'm going to have another great topic for you as well in that episode. And that's going to kind of round out the year, believe it or not, for the podcast, starting a new season on my first episode in January. So really excited about season number three. Gosh, it's hard to believe that my third season is going to be kicking off here pretty soon for the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Again, I, I could not do this without your support, and I greatly appreciate you telling other people about it and just listening and, and helping the podcast grow. Thank you so, so very much. Until the next episode, I hope you hit your drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens and regulation. I hope you drain more putts. 
And most of all, just get out there and have fun, whether you're by yourself, whether you're with family members, whether you're with friends, get out there, enjoy the company. If you're with somebody, just get out there and enjoy the game. That's what it's all about. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.